you are becoming what you believe in. And if you believe that, for example, God will protect you, it will be so. If you believe that you are building your life by yourself, it will be so. So what we believe, we became and we, we get. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 180 people participated in this project for Ukraine. From the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Ilona Alexieva. Ilona is a 28-year-old single mom. She works as a business development manager at one of the leading distributors of ICT 
products and solutions in the EMEA emerging markets. She is responsible for Asbis's own brand in-country sales in 20 plus markets. She is also developing tech startup in corporate benefits field together with a great team from Ukraine and the United Kingdom. Ilona left university to have a possibility to work and has worked in Azerbaijan for three years, starting from a brand manager assistant position. Ilona, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, listening to the introduction. <laughs> it's interesting to to listen, to hear about yourself from from uh, another person. So that's great. Excited about our today's conversation. It's gonna be wonderful. And let's begin on a more emotional level. When you, Ilona, really want to feel alive, to forget all troubles and to do something that you really love, what could be an activity that gives you that feeling? Oh, the better one, just the best, I guess, for me, that's uh, to spend time with my son. He's four and a half years old. So no matter how difficult my day was, or which troubles I currently have to solve, when I spend time with him, he gives me like a pure happiness and the joy. I like that. I can even imagine it. So let's begin with that. Do you have a story or a memory related to your son that every time you think about it, you just feel more motivated and you feel there is a bigger meaning in life? Uh, actually, I have such stories, I guess, almost every day because he's in a very interesting age right now. Uh, when they started, you know, like children in this age, they started to think independently, to create some ideas. Uh, and sure, about the motivation, as you told, of course, my son is my biggest motivation, I believe, because I understand that um, I'm responsible for another person, little one, but this is totally... Um, like independent person and I have to raise him in a correct way I would say so he would uh, understand life he would understand how to communicate with uh, this with people and to live in the world actually we live in so yeah he gives me uh, a motivation and especially when he asks me when we will go to the sea or when you will buy a house of my dream he is dreaming about the big house so that's yeah he motivates me every day i love what you're saying and the sense of responsibility and motivation as well as meaning you have in your life and then to ask you why did you choose kiev to raise your son I mean, you could have lived in any other city or country in the world. Mm -hmm. Why did you like Kiev? What was the positive about it? And do you feel it's a great city to raise a child? Uh, yeah, so I guess Kiev, it's a kind of um, a dream from a childhood because uh, I was born in a small town in um, Kirovograd, now Kropivnitsky um, area. 
and I always dreamt to come to Kiev to study and to uh, like uh, then to live there. And I did so. Actually, I came here to university. Then in some years, I moved to Baku, to Azerbaijan because of work. And um, later, actually, yeah, I have returned to Kiev because by uh, this time, my mom also moved to Kiev. And there was some uh, like difficult period of time when they um, divorced with my dad. So I took her first to Kiev when I was um, studying uh, Yats. Then he, she were waiting for me, I believe, from Baku. And yeah, so that's why actually we stayed here. And uh, I love this city. I love Ukraine and I love Kiev. I can't imagine actually to live in some another city in Ukraine. I don't know. I just I just uh, had in mind all the time that I will live in Kiev. Maybe that is why I don't see any other options. Yes. So it's your dream, and now you're living for your son's dream. And can you tell me, since you grew up in a small city in another part of Ukraine? Did your mindset or your personality change after going to live in Baku and Kiev and then having a son? What, In what ways maybe you have matured or changed or became a different person through these experiences? Yeah, that's for sure that mindset is changing all the time when you have um, like different changes in your life i mean dramatical changes when you see the world when you see um different sides of life the life of different people with different mentality uh, regarding the mindset of course this is totally different i have now since i was uh, living in uh, in this small town um because i was lucky actually to visit many countries in the world due to my job so i had uh, quite a lot of business trips to different countries um and yeah that's of course that's develop your um your mindset and understanding of the life itself wonderful and before you became a mother did you have something that really interested you and that you loved that was more artistic or athletic or dance or something like that that was a passion for you yeah that was uh during school years um actually i guess that i have tried everything i wanted um, so I visited modeling school. I finished, I was graduated from uh, um, musical school on the fortepiano class. Um, I also, yeah, I also went to some dance courses as well for different styles. So I guess that was the period of teenage. It's um, like from 14 to 21, yeah, it's considering as a teenager period when um, when the person wants to, te- to test the life and to try it in different uh, spheres. So, And I'm sure actually that 
in order to find yourself or to create yourself that could be viewed from different side yeah you find yourself or you creating yourself in life you should try a lot of everything to understand what what you really like so actually for some period of time i was focusing on modeling and i have uh Oh my God, that time I have even won a beauty competition in uh, our town when I was 16 and I got a contract with the modeling school uh, after this. And actually, um, for some time, I thought that this is my path in life. Uh, But with time, I understood that this is totally not my way and I wanted to, to become... Like I won't say a business businesswoman, but I wanted to be, yeah, some uh, to develop somewhere in business area more. Thank you. And as a woman who won beauty competitions and pageants, do you feel that people know you and get to know the real you and even try to know who you are, or most people just? focus on the looks and they assume they know your personality but they don't really do yeah i guess that's the difficulty of all girls and women who are concentrated on their appearance only um because when you're concentrated on only your beauty your body and to show to everybody like how beautiful you are uh, nobody will be interested in your inner life and in your personality because this is actually what you're focusing on by yourself. So, of course, other people are also paying attention to this part only. So that is why I believe that I have even my, my like favorite picture and uh, I have it um, even in Facebook, like the slogan that the beauty... Uh, goes from inner side yeah Uh, beauty is inside you so you should um, if you want to be interesting to not only men to i mean from the point of view of the woman yeah from uh, to be interesting for society to have interest in friends uh, to have respect from others of course you should develop your inner world your uh, IQ, uh, being interesting and being knowledge in different uh, fields, arts, uh, literature, etc. So um, you asked uh, of the uh, this beauty competition. So I guess this is the biggest drama of my life when because when I participated there and wanted to continue actually in professional way. Uh, because, yeah, this is exactly the reason that the people are not interested in your inner life in this case. Yes, it is the biggest drama of your life. And tell me more about that inner life and inner world and how do you develop it And if you wish people will know something about you, maybe that you're kind or generous or you said interesting, what would be something that you really would love if people knew? 
So first, how to develop that inner life? And second, if you were to have one thing from your inner life be known as your reputation, what would it be? Uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting, actually, how to develop your inner life. Um, in one hand, it's simple, and in other hand, it's uh, difficult. Why it's simple? Because uh, you don't have to know everything and to develop in all areas possible. You just need to find what is interesting exactly for you and uh, to to study more information about it to like yeah to to develop your skills your knowledges for example if you like uh, classical literature go ahead read a lot tell uh, people about the books you have read about the ideas you have uh, like you you got from there share your experience so the same uh, the same in the in the all different spheres actually uh why it's difficult um because as i told before it's always difficult to understand what you like it sounds crazy but uh, some people really face uh, this difficulty they just don't know what they like in life and we had a conversation like recently with my friends um and we we got discussed uh, the point that if you ask some people what you would do if you don't have to earn money so you have I don't know, money is not a question. This is not the reason. Yeah, you can do in life everything you need. You don't need to earn money. And uh, the situation is that most of most of the people can't answer this question because I guess we have um, the such mentality as well. I mean, like uh, people in Ukraine and the former Soviet Union, the same um actually we have mentality of struggling so we used uh, to have difficulties and obstacles on our way and we just get used to it so um suffering this is normal in our mentality yeah and we just didn't Nobody taught us how to be happy. And I guess only this generation, like my age and the, the after my, like younger, yeah, uh, they, this generation are totally different from our parents and grandparents for sure. Because we started to learn how to be happy and how to live happy life. There was some another question, yeah, like that was two in one, but I forgot. Can you, can you? Tell it's me? what do you wish people would know about oh. your inner life? Oh, I guess I I don't have actually a specific wish for people know something exactly about me. I guess uh, when we are communicating with someone, uh, everyone understands what he or she has to understand and everyone sees in other person what they can see. Um, 
as for me, it would be okay if we are talking about what would make me glad to hear about me, for example. Um, this is, I guess, two points that um, I'm kind and uh, I'm smart. <laughs> That's the two two characteristics, I would say. That you're kind and that you're smart. Yeah. And you're speaking like someone who reflects a lot. And that is normally the traits of an introvert. Are you an introvert, an ambivert, or an extrovert in reality? Um, I'm more extrovert because uh, I have I have to communicate with people. I'm not like 100% extrovert. It's, um, you know, anyway, psychologists say that uh, there is no 100% somebody. Yeah, so you can't be 100% extra or introvert. Uh, so there are always a mix. So in this mix, the biggest part, I guess, goes to extrovert like we'll say 60 to 40, because in the same time, I also love to be alone. So uh, I don't feel uh, sad where uh, I feel that um, I spend my time not interesting when I'm alone. No, I can be alone totally like happy and spend great time. I can go to the cinema, restaurant, everywhere. You know how they say, uh, if you can eat at the restaurant alone, you can do everything in life. So actually, um, I think it really is. So yeah, it's, uh, it's mixed. I love to be in among people. I love to uh, communicate, but at the same time, I also love to be alone sometimes. Yes. And that's a wonderful mix because it keeps you balanced. And then I will ask you a different question to the one you discussed with your friends. If you didn't have to earn money, but you had a perfect day where you can do anything you want, be in any city with your son, do anything in the morning, afternoon, at night, and it will be the perfect weather, what would be that perfect day? Uh, I guess that uh, the day would definitely start from me cooking breakfast because uh, I love do it. And I imagine that this is springtime. We are living in uh, some beautiful house with garden and we have uh, like great area. So while I'm cooking breakfast, my son is playing uh, in the outside in the yard uh, I also imagine that I have I guess big family because I want to have not only one child uh, I like actually this picture of uh, big families at least three children I think that that's the most the most precious that we can have in life and it's priceless and then we will spend time together Maybe we'll go somewhere to uh, uh, explore the city or anywhere, actually. It could be any city or any country somewhere. Uh, um, but yeah, we will spend the time, do some interesting thing, uh, things. We will try something new. 
just to get new uh, interesting experience. Then for sure, I will have a time for work because in my perfect day, even if I don't have to earn money, um, anyway, I have some of my project, some job, which I'm putting my time and attention to. And it's also, it's developing you as a person and your skills and your brain, what is also important. Um, and then in the evening, I guess we will gather together with friends, with their families to have a big, a big community with interesting people, uh, who are like, uh, also friendly to each other and we will spend the evening in a, in a home friendly party. <laughs> this is great. And I have three questions that I'm interested in. But I'll begin one by one. And the first, what's your favorite thing about making breakfast? And what does it mean for you that makes you love it? Uh, that's interesting story about cooking, actually, because I haven't cooked for all my life. And moreover, I was sure that I can do this. It's just not mine you know it's for somebody's other uh, part but not mine but uh, like two years ago I guess when my son got um, some uh, older yeah I started to cook I don't know I actually remember why because we moved uh, we lived together with um, uh, my me my son and my mother and we moved uh, to live separately, so only uh, me and my son. And I started to cook for him. And uh, I got interesting point that I really loved it. So it's more, I guess, not the process itself, but the result of making the food to your um, to your family. You know, this is some some new and interesting feeling was to me and then i really get slaves to cook so i can it's it's not like to do it uh, four times a day uh, but breakfast and dinner this is my favorite parts and uh, this is also a kind of meditation for me when you cook your brain can like it's switching to some strange and uh, interesting mode so you are out of uh, your um, job of different problems etc you're concentrating on the moment and um, as in meditation in yoga yeah you live uh, when you live now in in the current moment so maybe that is why actually cooking is some kind of meditation because you are live in the moment this is great and now you answered one question and I have one new one. So I still have three, <laughs> okay. but, but let's begin with, you said that having more children and a big family is precious. And even now you spoke about cooking and that the experience of cooking for your family added a new wonderful dimension. And you spoke about big community and your friends and their families gathering together. So what is so important about family and community for you? Why a big family? 
And how is that a reflection of something that is important for you? Um, why it's important and why for me, actually, um, I didn't have a big family in, in my childhood. So this is not um, a result of some of my previous experience. Um, it's just something you know you want. Yeah, so this is not something I, fi- I, I found out that, uh, oh, it, was, it, would, it would be not bad to have like three children. Uh, no, it's just something you feel correctly. So I guess for each person, of course, that works differently. Someone lives uh, like child-free life and this is totally fine for them. And that's great. They also choose their lifestyle. If they're happy, then they should do it. But other people, they are happy when they're uh, when they have big family. Why I want big family? I'm not sure actually why. <laughs> I just feel that uh, with the with the first son, I guess he brought to my life so much um, energy totally different experience from what I had before, a totally different, some crazy feeling to another person. Before I had a baby, I never knew that you can feel something similar to, to somebody actually, that you actually can feel these feelings which you have to your child. Uh, so maybe that is why I want to double and triple it because it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's, it's a happiness. It's a joy. Children gives you a lot of um, good emotions. And um, it's also very interesting to see how they are growing. So how they are becoming uh, um, personalities. And this is actually like, like a story. You're like watching some exciting movie. Uh, when you looking like you are a child growing. So this is something very interesting waiting for me ahead, I believe. Yes, it sounds wonderful. And you said you didn't expect you can feel those feelings for any other person until you had your first child. And, you know, being there for him, noticing how he grows as well as you said, very recently he became able to formulate his own ideas, like when he told you about his dream home, etc. And you want to double and triple and quadruple that, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yes, that is true. Tell me about the growing your brain. You said that you wish to be remembered for being kind, of course, but smart. And then later you said that even in your ideal day, you want to improve skills and to grow your brain. Why is growing your brain and becoming smarter? And even earlier, you mentioned that in your inner life, that you should be interesting. You should have knowledge about a lot of topics and increase your IQ. Well, growing your brain, what does that mean for you? Why is it important? And how does it make you feel? It's important for me because um, otherwise I'm feeling bored. Um, That was uh, obvious for me at some uh, time that 
when I don't get uh, any new information, uh, I get bored. I can't even explain this. So uh, this is just um, some kind of frustration, I would say. So uh, I always should keep my mind busy with uh, something. Uh, why it's important for me, I don't know. I just, I just, otherwise, I just feel bad. Uh, you also told that uh, in my perfect day, it was, yeah, also a part of a job. Uh, that's for same reason, I guess. Just when I'm, I have a rest, when I have vacation, free time, etc. Um, it's just interesting for me to know something new. So, uh, like once I decided that I want to uh, study how to play poker. That got interesting for me in some point of view. Um, so, another time I decided to study something, something else, etc. Uh, it's interesting, and um, you have more uh, more topics for conversation with different people. You can share ideas. For example, I have my my friends, I mean, girl, girlfriends, yeah, they are also very smart. So when we met, um, we don't discuss boys and toys, etc. Of course, we, we discuss in some point of view, but another part uh, goes to some interesting ideas. Who have read something? Um, who had uh, some interesting courses? We are sharing the experience, the ideas, the thoughts, we have kind of the discussion um, discussion party, yeah? So we met in the restaurant, we have in dinner, and we have a discussion on different topics. And of course, it's interesting. Thank you. So in many ways, I can imagine, and correct me if this is wrong, that, well, without growing your brain, learning new ideas and topics, you feel bored and you're not improving yourself. But what's even better is it gives you topics and interesting knowledge that when you are in the big community discussing with a big family, you make those conversations interesting. Could this be correct? Yeah, I guess that also kind of mix. So you spend time with your uh favorite people with your friends your family and at the same time you have something interesting to share great and before i ask my other question which i had i'm curious are you a highly emotional person or are you more of the stoic logical kind yeah i'm i'm not highly emotional that's for sure um if we are talking about like showing emotions and can't control what I, what I feel, of course I'm, I'm um, emotional, but um, like these emotions are, I wouldn't say controlled, but they are very <laughs> calm emotions, you know? <laughs> so for example, to make me angry, you have to try very hard to make me angry. So I have patience, I have understanding, uh, I always understand, try at least, I, I, I always try to understand why another person behaves 
uh, one way or another. Um, even if someone screams at me, it won't make me nervous or something. I, I just understand why it happens. And um, yeah, so I, I mostly I'm not emotional. Thank you. And is this more of calm emotion attitude, something new? Or did you have it even as a teenager during the drama of you winning that competition? As well as you mentioned poker and many of the girls who were here in my podcast, they said, even though they can feel emotions inside, often they have a serious poker face when they're in public. And people sometimes, especially if they're in another country, will think, why is that girl so angry? Or is that a mean person? But no, it's just the resting face. So tell me whether that calm emotion is always part of your personality since ever, or is it something that developed over time and with experience? And whether your face is serious even when you might be in a good mood? Yeah, so... Um... As for the first question, uh, I guess I, I, I was uh, the, the same during all my life. Even with the years, I guess I became uh, more open, actually, and I started to allow myself to express more emotions uh, than it was in my childhood and in school years. I guess that was caused... So, uh, to start, of course... Each person, uh, like, born, uh, got born, yeah, with with some um, with some selection of uh, characteristics, yeah, that the the like temperament, uh, temperament, and etc. Um, so I guess I was born with it, and also I developed it through the childhood because I was very concentrated on uh, studying. Um, I was a good uh, pupil in the school. I finished uh, the school with a silver medal, etc. So I always was serious. So during like from seven years to 17, I was concentrated on, on study and very serious. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's actually continuing in my present life, but... Uh, with the years, I uh, I studied how to be more open and more easygoing. I would say I can I can tell about myself that I'm very easy, easy person, easygoing person. So I I don't I don't see troubles in troubles, you know. So I always uh, like used to think that we can solve everything. Okay, I can solve everything which would come in my life. So I don't see big uh, difficulties and drama. Of course, when the most important is that um, everybody would stay healthy. This is something you can control and you can influence, but all the rest you can influence in your life. Thank you. And since you don't get upset easily or angry and you try to understand people's motives and drives and you think more rationally but at the same time you're more of an extrovert how was this pandemic and lockdown and quarantine for you was it a difficult moment 
or a time to become more balanced and to spend more time with your son. So it was happy moments. Yeah, I wanted to say that don't forget that I have a four-year-old old son. <laughs> even if in strictest lockdown, I can't be bored. And even I like offered to my friends, like, do you want to rent David? His name is David. Because I was like, this is the, uh, the boy with just a crazy amount of energy. I, I don't know where he he get it he bring it from where but i want the same at least some percentage of his energy for me so it was not boring for sure and um i i had the job as well so i had a lot of work and at the same time i i um was at home with my son so it was interesting but uh, yeah, of course, I was lack of the communication of this um, gathering of just walking around the city to have a possibility to go to the cinema, to restaurant. Um, I guess that there are no person who didn't feel the influence of the uh, lockdown and uh, this coronavirus because this is something we can't be prepared for, yeah? And this got as a surprise, and this is first experience like this actually in the whole history. That's true, because this is the, the first case when uh, like some, uh, some virus or some another situation influenced the, the, the whole, uh, whole world. So, of course, this is stressful, this is uh, not understandable, but it always goes to how the person, uh, the, the attitude of the person to everything that happens around. I have an attitude that if I can't influence something, I shouldn't be worrying about this at all. If I can do something, I do something. If I can't influence somehow then th there is no need to think and to worry about it yes like the philosophy of stoicism to yeah. control what you can control can and everything move. else to let go of it true and well that question that was added a bit a while ago that i said i added and i will ask it's this when you spoke about cooking, you said it's meditation, like in yoga. Well, do you do yoga? Do yes. you meditate? And do you have spiritual beliefs that relate to that? Maybe about life, the energy of the world, manifestation, or just how the universe works that you can share. And also about yoga, what is your favorite part about it? Yeah, I do yoga. I can't uh, say that uh, this is like some strict schedule that I have to do yoga four times a week or etc. No, I do it when I feel like to do it, when I have time and have uh, the, the vibe for yoga. I like it. Why? Because um, it makes uh, you feel better in both ways so it makes your body feel better 
and at the same time your um your spirit i would say yeah and during yoga and meditation you can achieve um such um, feeling and such state of mind which you can't achieve in your regular life even you when you are just resting and doing nothing um, so you just this is totally different feeling from all all like regular ones um about my beliefs so yeah i i actually i always say that i'm not religious person but i'm uh, not sure how to say it in english like i believe but i'm not a religious person so what does it mean that um, i can't say of uh, myself that i have some specific religion like i'm christian i'm in buddhism i'm uh, in islam no i studied a lot of different uh, um, religious actually and in and during my university years it was one of my favorite subjects and uh, i can tell that as for myself to create my understanding of religion of the gods of the universe power etc i can say that i was um i took small parts from ev- everywhere so uh, my religion is something very personal for me it's not uh, like 100% christian or 100% uh, islam uh, this is some mix of everything i have studied uh, during my life and what i feel is correct for me so every person can believe in whatever she or he believes uh you believe in i don't know krishna you believe in allah you can name it differently but the most important is that if you believe in it you can have a power from it so the same is for me i believe in something in something big yeah in in some big uh, force and big energy which we can see we can uh, feel like in a tactical way but we can feel in emotional way and i believe that uh, we can bring the energy from universe from the planet from everywhere actually we can go to have a rest on the nature and uh, we can take a lot of energy from nature uh, the same we can take energy from nowhere actually while we are meditating so we are taking energy from somewhere outside of our understanding so that's that's what i believe in thank you so if i understood you correctly religion was a very interesting and fascinating topic for you at university yeah. and over the years you have developed your own personal religion where you took parts from everything that resonated with your emotions and you believe that we can take energy from the universe maybe by walking in nature or even from nothing 
by meditating and that when we believe and have such spiritual beliefs, it can be a source of energy and of making us stronger and maybe giving us 10 or 20% of David's energy throughout the day. (laughs) Correct? Yeah, for sure. Uh, You are becoming... um... You are becoming what you believe in. And if you believe that, for example, God will protect you, it will be so. If you believe that you are building your life by yourself, it will be so. So what we believe, we became and we we, we get. Thank you. And from our discussion, it seems that people are very important in your life, correct? Um, close people, yeah. People in general, not Yes, well. close people. Yeah. Family, community, friends, correct? Yes, I can And when that. you meet someone, how does it become a friendship? Is it that you feel chemistry and the click from the very beginning, and you're like, wow, this is my kind of person? Or because you're a calm, emotion, rational person and girl, you need time and slowly to warm up to turn that into a friendship? Uh, You know, I guess um, that depends on the the person and on the circumstances actually you, you meet. Because it could be from the first sight, like some click when you feel it uh, like you just feel that this is the right person for you of course it could be um, but also I have a close friend for example uh, which uh, when we met we didn't actually started just to, to be friends from the first day but um, we came to this after I don't know some months um, because uh, I, I'm as, as a person, I'm not forcing any relationships at any time. So, uh, and to to become really close with some person, um, I need some time. I can do it like from from click, as you told. Um, so in friendship, it it happens differently. Uh, but I can say that I have not a lot of friends, but all of them are very special. And in, in most cases, I guess it was, yeah, it was just an inner feeling that we are um, like soulmates. You know, I love this word. Um, so you just feel it. Yeah. Tell me more about soulmates and how do you know? When someone is your soulmate, you said it's an inner feeling. And do you feel there are many soulmates in the world? Or it's a rare kind of person for each individual? I believe that it's uh, not a lot of soulmates. But at the same time, it's it's not very limited. Um, so I'm sure as for friends, for... Um, husbands, wives, etc. So if we are talking about relationships or friendships, I believe that um, there are always several people which are yours. Yeah, well, 
so it, it doesn't mean that if you uh, met someone like the, a man and um, you believe that you're a soulmate, you got married, etc., but that you got divorced, it doesn't mean that you won't meet another person which will be the same close and uh, like mate for you, yes? So I, I believe in this. Of course, we can't meet um, our soulmates and uh, friends, close people every day, uh, everywhere, but it can happen for sure. And it's not only once in life. Thank you. We spoke about so many cool and interesting topics. And before we finish, do you have any advice that you believe the world should hear more of and remember to apply in their lives in order to have a better and a happier life? Mm, actually, I don't like to give advice uh, when nobody asks for it. Uh, but anyway, it, it's not an advice, uh, but like um, a message, I would say, to those who want to, to, to listen and to hear that the most important in, in life is you. It can be some kind of egoistic, sounds egoistic, but I believe this is correct because you should be happy at the first stage. Even you have, uh, even if you have um, husband, wives, a lot of children, your closest ones can't be happy if you want to be happy. So start with your happiness first. Start with your happiness first. Thank you, Ilona. And if you can share now about your projects, how people can learn more about you and about them, what they are, and the social media to go, please share. Yeah, that's great. Actually, a good opportunity for us because we recently started uh, to work on the uh, technology startup. Uh, we provide perks, corporate perks for companies, for their employees on a personalized way. So we help companies to uh, retain and attract the best talents by providing them with the best uh, conditions. So if you are interested, check our page in LinkedIn. It's called Perkbury. Um, and also you can visit our website, perkbury.net, for more information. And on the website, you can also check my personal contacts in case you would have some questions. So thank you very much. You are welcome. This was wonderful. And I'll make sure to write in the description the links if people want to read them as well. I wish you a great day to you and to David, Ilona, and I wish you a brilliant time. Thank you, Aziz. It was nice to meet you and to talk to you and wish you a great day as well.